forever. Dog. I have interracially hooked up, but never have like yeah, this dated. Is a perfect cold open. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I I have never went home with people's parents because it is a is a, a great fear of mine. Uh, because in Get Out and in this movie, you know, sometimes the 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 families. I'm like, I don't know. I get, I have to get very worried. Let me put it like this. I've had someone say my dad would be very upset if he found out I was with a black dude right now. Yeah. Like, and that's not even just a, a white woman. That is like, a, a, you know what I'm saying? That's like different races that's not just white. I had someone say something that was slightly <laughs> like, like it, it wasn't racist, but it was like, ooh, ooh, this, this, you said black, and I'm not sure black. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's, it's not There's a racial in thing. Your tone, the way you said black, it was like just feel. just black in the moment. I'm like, I don't, I don't know why black has to be said in this exact moment. I don't know. Like, it wasn't a racist thing. It was just the fact that just like not talking around all the like uh, the 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 sneaky like sexy details. Because I, I don't want to. Like, it's, it's like there's specific things that happened right before it was said. That it would don't give matter. us way more context. It don't <laughs> like, matter. In a but certain, then she said black, and I was like, oh, I don't like. It. In a certain se- sexual situation, I feel like if you ever bring up a person's race at any point, it is questionable. <laughs> like I don't need to be like white anything. I don't need to be like Asianness. It's just it makes it weird. I don't care the scenario. I just don't. But that black but elbow. Was, what are you it's like? Wait, hey, hey, what you talking about my elbow for? What the hell? <laughs> Uh, like you want to get some black coffee at this? No, I want coffee. God damn it! Like, I just want. I don't know if that's happening anybody, but in college, yo, that used to happen so often. It, you, I and it caught you off guard. You just weren't expecting it. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like me... you had a discussion beforehand. Of no, like... it wasn't like hey, I, my dirty talk involves. <laughs> like involved. racial race things. <laughs> like, like this it is, is all race involved. <laughs> My God. And it's so funny thinking about this movie because this movie came out in what, the 60s? Whereas I feel yeah. like interracial dating is definitely, you know, uh, better now. But that fear still exists in me. Yeah, mm. I feel like just because you've shared so much, I should say that I have <laughs> had race play in the, in the bedroom before. <laughs> but, but... <laughs> <laughs> but after a, a conversation, you know, you have to like talk about it before you like say like before you say like. How does that conversation say, start? Is it like this? Hey. <laughs> is it like that? It's like, hey, hey, just so you know, uh, when we hook up one of these times, you know, I imagine you're talking about like it was sight, like you had like maybe it could have been like maybe one or two times with somebody, yeah, yeah, and like yeah, out yeah. of nowhere they <laughs> said some stuff, and you were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> It's a thing, and I feel like people have, uh, you know, like thoughts and 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 things that they need to work out, <laughs> and sometimes they work it out in the bedroom. Like that just happens sometimes. I feel like <laughs> no, man, it's no, it should be worked out in the, it should be worked out in the in bedroom, therapy. man. <laughs> like, yeah, you work that shit out on your own time. No, Not sometimes it, people. You know, it's just sometimes, you know, there's porn categories, you know, of stuff. I don't like and, and that. People... <laughs> I don't like because it's usually, who's it? Jermaine Fowler talks about it all the time. It's like, it's versus. I don't want to see a black dude yeah, versus. It's not, it's not always versus. It's getting better. I feel like they're getting better about it. <laughs> I feel like they're getting better like about it. the way they address I feel like nowadays when it comes to interracial dating, at least as a, a black guy, I think 
as a person who talks on black culture and like the importance of equality and blackness, I do feel like if my partner was white, my my care of blackness and black women would be questioned because of who my partner is. And so I think so I think it's evolved from like like blatant racism to like, hey brother, whose side are you on? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that and that that is the, the 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 fear I've always had is like, nah man, I'm here for the people. I'm here for the people. But then if you out here and then, you know, your girlfriend named Becky and she blonde and I'm on the red carpet and it's like for Black Panther three and it's like I yeah. can't we in Wakanda though, bro. You <laughs> like I feel like people be like, yo, you you going to Wakanda for real? Yeah. And it's like that's you know. I mean, kinks aside, though, you know, re- interracial Wait, <laughs> kinks aside, because we were just talking about specifically in the bedroom and like, you know, yeah, it it is a real thing. It's like a thing that sort of still it still affects us today. You know, people still talk about like. Like, like you said, like being on the red carpet, like you can't, you, you can't be in Black Panther 3 and then on the red carpet with a white girl on your arms without somebody saying something. Not that you can't do it, but somebody's yeah. going to sit, there's going to be articles, there's yeah. going to be multiple think pieces about like whether or not you could go to, you know, to that, you know, can be yeah. a figure in, in Black culture and also you know, be dating someone outside your race. Because sometimes always... people just want to know. People just don't want to guess who's coming to dinner. Wow. You know what I mean? They just don't, don't want to guess upset. who's coming. No, no, no. I mean, you, you, you and David get it. Like, no one wants to guess who's coming to dinner. Deeply they upset that know. you just... <laughs> people people, people like, want to was... know who's... We were having a conversation and then you just did that. No, I'm wow. sorry. You know what? We, we probably should start the show officially because we have a guest and I know... I, I know he doesn't want to guess who's coming to dinner. Okay, all right, let's let's get. <laughs> we we have to get out of this. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan. What more can I say? Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Well, guess who's coming to dinner? I couldn't believe the the titular line was actually spoken in the movie. <laughs> I mean, it I was a, it was, a it was a perfect setup, though. Yeah, you know? yeah. You Should know? I have said another quote? Is there another? Is there like a different? I thought you were gonna do a Sydney Poitier quote. You know, I He's know. So... Get off my back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he, squeezes, he, he squeezes. He squeezes his, his hand when he t- <laughs> get off my back, and then he turns his back <laughs> to his dad. And I'm like, first off, brother, listen, has, your dad should have smacked the shit out of you. Like, I get to you, a grown thirty something year old man, but don't you dare scream! You can't tell me what to do. You did what you had to do. The thing about the thing about Sydney <laughs> Poitier's voice is you never know if like he about to do something nefarious. Like he'll be yeah. talking to you, <laughs> he'll be talking to you, and then I know it'll be like, and then the thing that I'll be thinking, you know, like his voice, it's like, like, hey, brother, get on, <laughs> like, hold up, what is, hey, 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 what's hey. about that? Because he makes you lean in, and it's like, what the fuck you saying to me right now? And like, am I <laughs> should I be offended? Like, I don't know what is happening. But for everyone at home, all right. This voice you're listening to right now is Gerard Milligan. And this voice is James the Third. And if you have noticed, that other dude is not here today, and we've replaced him. We replaced him. 
we got a different voice you got to hear on this podcast. And you know what? I'm going to learn his accent by the end of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't, I'm offended by all of that. <laughs> I love it. All right. Oh, I, I, get, I get my drum rolls. Hold on. Wait, okay, wait. get the drum roll. You're going you're gonna to let us know. I'll do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. David Johnson is in the house. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Actor, I'm checking out industry right now on HBO Max. Learning about, honestly, I know nothing about finance or or, or money, but I'm learning and I'm learning like that shit is crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Good God. Only thing I've ever seen is with Wall Street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is the only thing you've seen. <laughs> that, that can't be true. But but you know what they don't have? They ain't got no brothers in it. You're right. You ever said? So like industry low key, is industry, industry is, we got a yeah. brother, we got a sister. <laughs> like I this is not a this is not even a bit. I'm just happy that y'all on that goddamn show. Cause I've <laughs> those two movies, black people don't even walk through the shot. Like they don't they don't be there. You know? <laughs> like there don't be nobody in the background just hanging out and shit. You watch it with Wall Street, you got this whole bullpen. It ain't no, it ain't no <laughs> brothers in that show. <laughs> There's not a single one. Hold on. There, Bruh, there's not a single. Like there's not black a single in. black extra in that. Like not in the not in the big scene. All right, but Dave, you on that? But Dave, you on there? We in there, baby. Slowly but surely. Welcome. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. You made us watch this movie, man. You, gave, <laughs> <laughs> you made us watch this movie. <laughs> we just just to give you some backstory. We just watched uh, Carbon Copy, which was is Denzel Washington's first movie, and it's. A similar premise in that there's a surprise black person <laughs> in the family. <laughs> like it's just like, hey, surprise! <laughs> Your son's black, and you're just like they dealing with that for the for the for the whole movie. And so yes. that's the that's what we feel when we say <laughs> that you made us watch. <laughs> it's just back to back, like you know, it's pre- a black dude coming to town. <laughs> <laughs> black dude, I, what, unexpected black dude movies. <laughs> so, but for everyone at home, what we're talking about today is we're reviewing. Guess who's coming to dinner? Classic. Starring the the wonderful Sydney Poitier. Um, yes, it's the uh, ninth Spencer Tracy Catherine Hepburn movie, the ninth and final. Because they were married. Um, uh, well, I mean, they were. Well, they, they were. <laughs> I mean, hey, come have, on, brother, don't. They got, I thought they had kids. Did no, they not? Uh, they they weren't married. They were. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. They were involved. Sorry about that. They yeah, were involved. Come on, brother. But honestly, I um, mean, we also have. I mean, this movie. This movie's great. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a it's a classic. It's on it's on a thousand AFI like top 100. You know, it's on it's on all of those lists. Um, B. Richards, B. Richards. I think she was nominated for an Oscar. I mean, just to give everybody the accolades for this movie, it was nominated for best picture, best director, best actor for Spencer Tracy. Um, he passed away. I think was it two days after the release of this movie? Yeah, yeah, um, and 17 days after they finished production. Uh, was was it's like two days after they released the movie, seventeen days after production. Wow! Um, best actress for Catherine Hepburn. Uh, was it which she uh, won? For, oh yeah, she won. Right? Uh, yep, she won. B. Richards had best supporting actress. They won for um, best screenplay and story. Nominated for best art direction. Yo, this right got a a lot of great nominations. It's funny because this is listed as a as a dramedy, yeah. and I guess it does have comedic moments. So I was like, oh, I thought this just felt like a 
Yeah, the pacing is so interesting that like when the jokes happen, you're like, I'm allowed to laugh right now, right? Like that is funny, right? Okay, I'm not crazy. (laughs) David, so what, since like we like to do our initial thoughts and since this is one of your selections, it was between this and Spider-Verse and we had reviewed Spider-Verse even though we loved that goddamn movie Honestly, would have gladly done it again. (laughs) Would have gladly done it again. But this movie is important, though. I mean, again, like, I don't think we've done, I think we've done one Sydney Poitier film, so it's nice to do another one. Uh, but yeah, what's your connection? Why do you want to pick it? Oh, man, you know, it's, uh, I, you know, I, I always say I grew up on film. Um, my dad used to show me, like, uh, a lot of, you know, 60s films, and I, I grew up on that stuff, like Mahogany, Lady Sings the Blues, all those kind oh, of wow. films. We had like, we had like, uh, you know, my dad had like, you remember those like old school like CD players and like those massive VHSs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then that, he had like just music and films and it was all black films, you know, we, we, we grew up on a lot of that, which meant a lot to me. Um, what I found actually growing up was um, a lot of those kind of films had a lot of messages in them. Um, especially as I got older, you just start to understand little things um, that it was teaching you. It wasn't just entertainment, you know, it had like little uh, ways to live and be better or or ways that our struggle has been, you know, documented in the past and therefore as the next generation we learn from. And this film in particular, um, I just thought it was, um, I just thought it was kind of ahead of its time. I mean, listen, I'm still, I'm still super, you know, young and figuring it all out but I just still I look I look back on this film and obviously finding a connection to Sidney Poitier myself um him being a massive inspiration to me um I, st- I come back to this film all the time and I just go there's there's just so much here um so yeah that's why I feel to pick it I mean next to Spider-Man which is like completely different but just as much me- I mean the messaging is there too. it's kind of crazy to think about <laughs> yeah it is be who you listen I- Spider-Man honestly the reason- we would have tried to watch the game but I'm in a deep sadness that I couldn't get a PS5 so I can't play Miles Morales I would have been crying the <laughs> no. whole the whole <laughs> Dude, I was out of been dying. I've been I've been trying on every link. Um, it's so hard. Do you know? What? I'm just going to quickly say I have a friend who hooked me up with a PS5, so I'm I'm <gasps> I'm lucky. But yeah, uh, you bro. If I uh, if there was a way that I could sort you out, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. No, honestly, I appreciate even that kind of thought of like if there was a way that means so much. That's like a hey, my man, I got you. Yeah. I appreciate that. When I think about this movie, I guess I'll say my initial thought is like, I I was very nervous about this movie because I knew it was in the 60s and I didn't know how, I didn't know if it was going to be like super heavenly racist. I didn't know if they were going to like, again, I didn't, this is one of those movies where I thought I've seen before, maybe in film class, but I hadn't. I guess I remember Guess Who? With Bernie Mac and Zoe Saldana <laughs> and Ashton Kutcher. I remember that one. Very I'm well. so mad. <laughs> I mean, that's what I remember. I'm sorry. That's what I remember. Um, but this one, this one I really did like. And it's it's something about it that is very interesting. Is that they address um the liberal, the white liberalism of this, of everything. Yeah. Of like, even I think the priest says it at one point, you know, I knew there was like um I forgot what he said. Not a racist, but I knew it was like something just screaming to get out. He like, said something like, I, I always wonder if, uh, you know, beneath uh, extreme liberalism, there's like a bigot waiting to, w- w- lurking yes. under the surface. It was like, it was 
amazing. What a, that scene was great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because it's something about that where it's like, I always say a lot of times, at least for me, in a lot of instances, I am scared of the more um, liberal white people because I think it's like if you're racist, I know how to 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 talk to you. I know what you think of me. I know how to address this. But I think if you think you're on my side, it becomes very different if I need to say, hey, what you just said wasn't cool because it feels like it's a, de- it's a defense. It's like, no, 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 no. I have to defend why I said this. I got to defend. Like, even the dad in this was battling himself and his own thoughts most of the time. Um, I will say the only thing about this movie is that he gets the final word. He gets this long speech <laughs> and he gets the final word. Come on. And Spencer then, Tracy had to get the final word. I know. I know. <laughs> listen, I know it's I know it's two-time back-to-back winning Oscar uh, Best Actor. I think he won. He was nominated like nine or ten times, which is like, <laughs> I know how good he is. I was just like, there was so much of everyone besides Sydney who was reflective. Like, like Kathy Hepburn got to be reflective. Um, uh, the dad got to be reflective. The dad got to talk to the priest about being reflective. Like, like Sydney got it at the end with his dad, but I was then mad that he was yelling at his dad. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I wanted him just to have... And also, this this thing, sorry, and I'm almost done. It's like, I love Sydney Poitier, but there's something very scary sometimes about, like... Like, Sydney has always been exceptional. And, like, this dude yeah. in here, they list his credits. They list, like, you know, he did this by 37. He did that. He did this. It's like, oh, we don't need to check up on him anymore. Like, we get it. He's great. And it's like, say he was just a dude. Like, like even the line of, like, a mailman's son, like a mailman, a black mailman produced this kid. How did he do it? Like, it's yeah. something I feel like we have to be so exceptional to just be, like, to, to make it okay to like us. Where I'm like, yo, say we were just working at a bodega. Or, like, say I was working at, you know, just a grocery store, just making ends meet. Does that mean I can't? I'm not qualified or I'm not good enough to do a thing or just be a human. So that's mm. the only thing that kind of. No, I think that's me, a, no, I, I, I think I totally hear what you're saying. Totally. I do. I think, I think that's a, a fair point, but I also think that's kind of like the beauty of, of this film because it was made uh, when it was made. When was it? Was it 60? 67. I, yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 Because it was made then my dad was born 1965 uh, and because it was made around that time you can see it, it feels like it ages really well because you can see the things that might have had to be acceptable then before you can even think about you know what I mean getting near <laughs> um so, uh, you know, a white woman or anyone like that. And obviously now now I think we're making more films, which is just, we don't even talk about it. Like the guy is a milkman, or as you say, or works at a bodega. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, cool, of course his girlfriend's white. That's not a problem. But I, I think that sometimes I think uh, also, you know, being young or not knowing about your culture, you can just go, oh, well, you know, that this is how things have always been. And if you don't see how how hard people like that had to work, you know, to, um, to get even just the things that we take for granted. Like you just, you know, yeah. If you don't see that, I don't think you would know. So that's, I think that's part of the beauty of the film. I loved that he was a doctor, but knew that we were going to talk about the exceptional Negro aspect mm-hmm. of it just because I think the last Sidney Poitier movie we did, or maybe the only other one we've done, which is Heat of the Night, right? We talked about yeah. exceptional Negro on that too. And, and, with this movie in particular, it's a little bit different because 
it feels like, well, one, one also because of the sort of comedy angle of it, they like needed to stack him up. <laughs> they needed to stack him up. Like this dude is, you can't find a problem with him. <laughs> you know, like, there's not a, I, I dare you to find anything wrong with it, you know? Um, and mm-hmm. I was reading that like, it was intentional. Like they mm-hmm. wanted to seem like, you can't, you, it's, it's impossible. He's impossible to impenetrate. The only issue that anyone could have seen with him is that he was black, you know? And so that uh. like that made it the central conflict. And I loved that, that scene when they, when, when, uh, Spencer calls to like check up on him and then they call him. They're just like, yeah, you want to know what his uh, credits is? He's a really important man. Um, and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's done everything. <laughs> and then Spencer Tracy's just like, uh, yeah, no wonder he didn't tell us what he did. No one would believe him if he did. <laughs> like, I thought that was, I, that was, fu- it was like, that was done in a way that was like f- funny. And also, you know, um, it, yeah, it, uh, it did sort of build him up to be like, it's like, yeah, the only issue anybody would have with him is like that he's black. I, lo- I loved watching the family deal with it. Um, and like all, all of the different, you know, looks and all of the different, you know, quiet moments they had together to like to kind of talk about it. And I I agree with you, Gerard, that it sort of was it was more on Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy and and um, and Joanna to sort of have these private moments together. And I do think it's a different movie if he brings Joanna to his family and then Joanna's family comes at the end. You know what I mean? Like it is yeah. a different movie from that perspective of like him trying to to get his black family on board with <laughs> the fact that he's dating a, a, a white woman. You know, like I do think it is a different movie that way. Um, and like, I think that because it is the opposite story of she's bringing a, a black man home for dinner and then his family happens to join we do get more from the, you know, we do get more from the white family and more from the from the white side of things. And I do love that his family came because I didn't expect that part of dinner. Like, yeah, I didn't know either. I, I, this was my first time seeing 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 this movie, definitely. And I and I hadn't seen Guess Who either. You haven't seen so, Guess Who? Come no, on, I baby. I haven't seen Guess Who. I refuse to watch it. Honestly, guess, um, listen. I actually just read that that Bernie Mac was like, I refuse to, he was like, I refuse to taint the name of Spencer, uh, Catherine and Sydney. Like he was like, uh, so I guess he, uh, so now I'm like, maybe the movie's better than, than I'm thinking it is. In it's my head, funny. But- <laughs> like it is a funny movie. It is a funny movie. I think the thing is just to get into it. Um, I think the thing about the movie that is interesting. Like we start off immediately. It, it is so hard because, um, Sidney Poitier's fear throughout this movie is so real. <laughs> like, it is... Like, it's even right now, like, I think David's right. Like, things are getting better. But to me, it's like we talk about on this podcast, when it comes to film, it's like, to you will see a Black woman with a white dude in multiple films. Like, speaking of... Yeah. Damn, speaking of Zoe Saldana. So Zoe Saldana stars in a lot of them where, like, she's the Black woman who's, like, dating or in love with the white dude. But when it comes to, like the reverse is like when it comes to film, it's so hard to see a film on um, the big screen that has interracial dating. That is like a black man and a white woman. Also, it's kind of crazy. We don't have like a lot of interracial dating between other minorities, really like, um, which is so fascinating. Like we, for some reason, it's always like black and white or white and whatever, but it's never like, you know, outside of that movie with Issa Rae and Kumal is like, 
We rarely yeah, that's see the like the only one. That's, I mean, no, I'm saying, but like in recent times that I can think of, that was a movie. Um, I know I was supposed to be in theaters, but ended up on Netflix. But I'm very fascinated by that. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earning. Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day and up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earning app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. And look, guys, I know you're like me. Sometimes unexpected instances come up where you need a little extra cash. I know for me, we I got two dogs. Every now and then, one of these dogs eat something that they're not supposed to eat. <laughs> they be pooping, on, uh, you know, doing yeah, something. And I'm like, it. we got to take this dog to the vet. And the vet's like, you got to give me my money. And I'm like, goodness gracious. Well, that's why you got something like earning because you can make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoy earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Jump Under Podcast, subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earning.com slash TOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I- I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week we had a very special guest, his golden messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash Live. But when they show up and the daughter is so optimistic and so like, this will not be a problem, the whole time you see... It's so funny because I was like, the whole time Sydney Poitier is low-key sweating throughout this whole movie. Like <laughs> his forehead, his forehead is glossy the whole time. Every time, every time uh his fiance talks, you see my man, <laughs> you see him every time he just stops and just looks at everybody. And then I <sighs> there is something about when Catherine Hepburns comes in and she is just silent. Like that. <laughs> and she is the and she is the the most liberal one. Like she's the one who is the kind one who's like, 
yeah. like the, the the best one on the team, and she is speechless for a long time. It's like that shit is terrifying. <laughs> I, whole time I'm like, yo, if she doesn't like him, this dad's about to go ape shit. <laughs> yeah. But they were good. I liked how subtle their their experiences with understanding who they were, how they raised their daughter, and yeah. like, I loved how she when she when when they first break it to her, she says something like. And they and then and then they keep repeating this sort of same reaction of like, well, it would be okay to say I'm stunned, right? Like, like yeah. they ask yeah. if it's okay to. <laughs> how far can I go? Um, I'm ooh, surprised. Is yeah. that okay? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> they all ask if that's okay first, and then and then they're like, like, phew, I, I at least got that out. Good. I am not going to pass out, but I will sit down. Maybe we <laughs> all should sit down. <laughs> and then they sit down together. Yes. That was so funny. <laughs> sit down on the same breath. Oh, that was great. I think it's also safe to say that this movie came out before The Loving Case. So in the United States, it was 16 to 17 states that still um, interracial marriage was illegal. So this came out before that change happened. Which is yes, crazy. and the fact that Joanna just kept saying it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I was like, she has no. <laughs> like, they wrote her to have no semblance of what was going on in the outside world. Do you know something? Um, to write, I, I love that you mentioned that loving case. Um, that's another film, by the way. Oh that, yes, guys, it's it's uh, yeah, it's a wonderful film with this uh, British actress again. Uh, big up my Brits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna get that in there, guys. We love you. So good. They did a really, really amazing film. I think it was with Joel Edgerton. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. that film is amazing, and that story is even more amazing. Now, I love that you mention it because um, the thing about Guess Who's Coming to Dinner is uh, it's it's one of those films that, and what you guys were just talking about now was just cracking me up because it's like the drama of the film. For me, is it's it's melodramatic. Like mm. it feels like sometimes it just feels like a it feels like a play. Do you know what I yes, mean? Yes, <laughs> like, it does. It, it feels like it's these guys are just like like almost archetypal sometimes, mm-hmm. which which really makes us for me anyway makes me see like who these people are. Like Catherine Catherine Hepburn's character, um, I think she's I think she's wonderful. And I think that by the way, I think she's an incredible actress. I think she's awesome. But I think more more specifically, I think that she. She almost, and I don't mean this in a rude way, but she almost comes across to me living in my skin now, like the, um, like you know, like the entitled white girl. I don't mm-hmm. mean that in the rude way, but you know what I mean. Like she's almost like an older version of that kind of girl who's like, I, I'm, I'm totally like Black Lives Matter. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they really matter. Like, thank you. And it's like, that's 50 years ago. You know, I messed with these 60 years ago. And I'm like, my comparison between Guess Who's Coming to Dinner and Loving is that uh, I'm glad that we had a film like that that's uh, so melodramatic that reads like a play and that you can laugh about it. Because when you get to that Loving case, it's like, it gets real. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. It's really real where you couldn't, you couldn't have that come after that. That, that case so yeah yeah no that makes total sense like it is funny because captain hepburn like her character in this is so fascinating because she i again i had never seen this so i thought that 
she I thought the family was going to be super racist. Like the whole time I was waiting for like because the fear in her face in that opening scene, I thought she was going to be throwing little jabs the whole time. Because even when they go outside to have um, lunch, if you will, first off, another thing, this made good Lord. <laughs> Like this made, and it's so funny. This made I, I was torn because I I have met black people who have treated me a certain kind of way of like you're you're acting better than us. You're you're bigger than your britches, and I'm like, nigga, we still live in the hood. What you talking about? Like we we all what you talk about? I just went to college. That's like, what? <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Because at first I thought what I thought when she showed up was, I thought she was going to be upset with Sydney because Sydney was dating a white woman, and. I have had experiences, um, especially, you know, with my family. My family's like darker skinned um, black women. And it is a big thing of like um, honoring black women. And, 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 and that comes from also dating and loving black women, like fully. And so I thought for her, it was going to be more of like, you sold out, like you, how dare, like, how could you do this? But it ended up being a totally different thing, which is almost like that slave mentality. It's like, how dare you act bigger than like, what did she yeah. say? She called him like she, um, out of his place. What did she say? Yeah, she uh, said she said something like, you know, this isn't going to be the exact quote, but she said something like, I don't like, she said something like, I don't like seeing a black man act bigger than his britches. Like, yeah, she's, you know, like, yeah. and, and, it, and, and, but that was how she started. But then she, at the end, she was still like, you know, she still went on a journey of like, this is uncomfortable to me. And then she was like, you, you know, she she treated him like an exception. She was like, you, you know, because you're in this state in your life, you aren't looking at the real world. Like she, it was, it, it felt like it was like she had a very complicated opinion about him, you know, and and then ended her rant at him with like, and also you ain't too, you ain't good enough for her. I raised her and you ain't good looking either. And then <laughs> You ain't even that handsome. You ain't even that handsome anyway. <laughs> like it was like, I, I, I thought I, I loved that because it was, she, she, she really went through, she had so many emotions and opinions about it. Like, like, and, and coming from, you know, work her, she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not just working class. I literally, serve these people you know i that's where she's coming from you know and and then you know she has this relationship of like i serve them but also i'm like a second mother to this woman you know and you come in here being like one of you know seven black doctors or whatever it is and like and you think because you have gotten what you've gotten we all can can do this and that's not true you know it was yeah. there was just it was so uh complex that 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 argument absolutely and that was you know that was another again another one another reason why i love this film because i remember I remember it took me a while again on rewatching it. I think I've watched it like at several points in my life so far. But I think I watched it, you know, obviously younger than I watched it when I was like 18, 19. And I watched it, you know, most recently when I was like, when I turned 24, that kind of time. And it, it completely changed constantly for me because, for instance, you know, um, my, my, I've got two sisters who, um, you know, I love and adore them. They're my, they're my, my, my girls, you know, but um, they're older than me and, I see, I see, listen, I see how hard it is for them sometimes mm-hmm. just like trying to exist and simply just be black women. Like it's, it's, it's intense, you know, and, and they can be, they're, they're passionate 
and, uh, and, uh, and we've got loads of opinions. And <laughs> I love how you're doing this. I love how you're setting this up. I love this. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, no, they're honestly, they're, they're incredible people, but they also have, I, I, I often feel, especially coming to like, uh, understand them more, they're constantly misunderstood, like constantly misunderstood. And, Listen, as being black full stop is very easy to be misunderstood, but I, I think there is something more specific with black women um, where where I think almost sometimes people go out of their way to understand them, where you kind of got to... So I love this part in the film when it comes between Sydney and uh, I forget the actress who's just incredible, by the way, but I forget I forget her name. Um, but she, she, she comes with such like a... Such like a, an instant like no, and we're, we're, I'm sitting there going like, are you? I, I totally agree with you, Where it's like, what? Like, why are you? Why are you doing it? Like, where are we not on the same side? Like, why? Yeah, why, yeah, what's yeah. Like, uh, why are you so mad? Like, why are you so angry? But I love again. I love actually what you say as well, James. Where it's like she's going through every emotion in looking at this and trying to understand how this also works, but also like. Where does she fit into this equation? Yeah. That's what, I, and, and again, and I think that's why I love it because it, it feels like a play. And what I always say with good plays um, is is every character in a good play, no matter how big or small, how wild it is, always has like a real good justification, like to why they do what they do. And I look at her and I'm going, she's saying things which are sometimes I think a little bit off, but yeah. I'm, I'm looking at her go going. I, I know why you're saying this. Like I, I know yeah. why I, I know why you're saying this. So yeah, I mean I, I, I love I love I love that relationship as well. It is it's pretty cool. She drops the yeah. only in bomb in the whole movie. <laughs> she drives on, and she said it so smooth too. It wasn't even like it wasn't the the point of the sentence. It was like, uh, uh-uh, I'm I'm still I still got more of this. It's funny, but we should say it's it's Isabel Sanford who we would know as Wheezy on the Jeffersons and on the Family. Wow, that that's role. beautiful. Yeah. Also, I just realized that um, um, the daughter is also named Catherine, and I'm looking her up right now. And I used to watch uh, the show Scrubs um, yeah. with Donald Faison and the chief of the hospital, like the the old white dude. That's her husband. How crazy is that? Such a small world. Um, also, love how you say Scrubs with Donald Faison. Like that's the first, the first, the uh, first actor wait, you remember wait. from Scrubs is Donald Faison. I remember, the, I remember the black dude. What do you mean? I got, of course, I'm gonna say the black dude first. Yeah, Scrubs with Donald Faison. Yeah, no, no, of course, I'm not. I'm just, I'm, I'm just course, acknowledging that that was what you did. Of course, I'm not saying of course, I'm gonna say that. Of course, I'm gonna say the black dude first, and then I'm gonna get everybody else. I'm gonna say the black dude first. Like, come on, man, he was a black doctor on a sitcom. <laughs> In a lead. You're right. You're Come right. on, man. How many black, yo, how many black comedic doctors we seen in the movie? Or on TV? Right. I got Donald Faison. Let me wrap Donald Faison <laughs> right now, James. Okay. All right. I told you, Dave, Dave's the first black dude I seen on like Wall Street and shit. I'm gonna rep the black <laughs> dude first. That's what I'm gonna do. Okay, I just named mad movies about this. I'm gonna name the black dude first. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to say I speaking of black women I loved um, when Sidney Poitier's mom showed up Miss uh, Patrice David here you talk about like plays and I know James loves theater he talks about it all the time there is something to no part and this, this is the thing I think I'm saying this as a performer because I feel like sometimes you get a part and you're like man what the rest of it it's like I got 10 minutes in it like what is this but like <laughs> she shows up and she's so nuanced in like less than 15 minutes of screen time. 
And it is something that is so beautiful about how she portrays this. Because the one thing I, I, I was very happy about, she was not weak. She was not spoken down to. And I think it was, it wasn't even lines. Is that physically watching her sit when she was talking to her husband, when she was talking to Catherine Hepburn, when she was talking to the white dude, her posture was always tall. You know what I mean? It was always tall. It was always heartfelt. And to think she won, she got an Oscar nomination for that 15 minutes. It just reminds me of um, when Viola Davis got it for doubt for like 15 minutes. And it's like, there's something so, you're right, man. Black women have such a, <laughs> God damn. They go through so much where there's so much strength, but also much vulnerability, so much care. Yeah. And on the whole, it is not reciprocated. You know what I mean? I think yeah. about here in America, like thinking about the elections, we can actively say in America, black women are a large, one of great reasons why Donald Trump is not going to be the president. You know what I'm saying? We can say that by stats. You know, we think about women over as, as a whole. A lot of white women still voted for this dude. You know what I'm saying? More white women voted for this dude. But black women held it down again. And it's like, you know, when I think about these actresses, man, I, we talk about this all the time, like, I love seeing black women in these parts, but there is something about seeing sometimes darker black women lead these movies. And it's not happening as fast as it should. And I don't, and the thing is hard because I don't want to like say that and like be like, oh, certain people aren't black because everyone's black. But there's something about seeing a darker skinned black woman be the love interest in this movie, be the superhero in that movie. Like the whole reason to me Wakanda was so dope is because Wakanda was just black in different shades of black. You know, um, so it was something I'm, I'm so happy that mom came. I'm so happy she showed yeah. up. Um, and her speech was so great. Like, that was just such a great scene where she just broke down to um, to the dad about like it, it wasn't about race. It was just about love. It was just this this thing about like how love grows and changes and, and you know, what she believed uh, uh, men of a certain age forget. And it was just like, this is <laughs> amazing. You know, and, then, and, I, and I couldn't believe that they were, that they held on it for so long just because of sort of that thing that, that Gerard was talking about earlier of like how it felt like we were giving so much attention to Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn that I was shocked that like the second that they were alone, they were like, and now here's a speech from this black woman. Like, I was yeah. like oh, yeah. we're really doing this. Um, the only thing yeah. is, the only thing is, is that when, when the dad had his speech at the end, the thing that he openly says upset him was her thing saying he doesn't know about love. Like that was the springboard. <laughs> it was like, yeah, but I you get know, there why. Was something was beautiful. Up, there's, there's a, there's a definitely a writing thing going on too, because I was like, cause I was like, is that even the stance? Like is the stance that men of a certain age stop thinking about sex? Like, is that real or, or is that? Like, what well, was passion? Well, I think, I think it was like, it right, went from, right, yeah. it went from like, it went from that passion. That, that thing of love has now changed when you get older and I do, I do think that's the case sometimes. Like I think, like sometimes you'll see men. Not saying all men do this, but like it, it happens with that midlife crisis. It happens when all of a sudden you see the old dude with some twenty, thirty, some year woman to feel alive again. Whereas like his wife has right. been with him for forty, fifty fucking years. Um, but the thing that's very interesting about this movie, though, is the the level of roadblocks. Um, is at first it was Catherine Hepburn. The, the 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 priest was on board from the very beginning, which I thought was a very interesting thing. Um, because again, like 
at least you know illegal and it was like a lot a lot of religion was used to separate and justify why um, interracial marriage shouldn't exist. So I was very happy by the fact that that went down. Um, but I was very fascinated by his dad, the working class dad. And I wish he had, I wish his dad had a little mini speech as well, because I think, because I think his dad may, may have come off as like, I don't want this to happen because she's white. Whereas to me, it would have been so fascinating to see that dad talk about the history of, of what happens when a mm. black man looks at a white woman. Again, like there's been, yeah. you know, the his the history of Black Wall Street that was used to burn it to get the the people to burn it down was that something happened to a white woman when when she visited or was in the town. Like mm-hmm. we know the famous case of, of Emmett Till. We heard of, like Rosewood again. Like all these cases and things have happened because of a black man looking at a white woman. I mean, mm-hmm. it was the rumor of whistling at a white woman. It was like all these things that happened. It's such a, it's such a protection of her. And I, I wish the dad would have had some type of say of, listen, man, I understand you're in love. This is dangerous, but you got to yeah. understand that like, we don't live in a world yet that you're safe. And I think that is, I think that's what the dad and everybody else was trying to hint at. But I wish that black dad said that's it a to great, his son. That's a great point. And I, and I don't even know if the movie or if even people in the 60s were ready to <laughs> to hear someone like openly talk about that at the end of a at the end of a, essentially a comedy you yeah. know like i am ima- i imagine that it is i imagine it's more preserving people's feelings or that it is like a that it would ruin the comedy of it or whatever you know because they di- they do keep hinting at it but it is like it's a totally different movie and and a more powerful movie if you know, when we do get his side of the story, it's like, yeah, man, I know someone who was kid, like, like, or whatever, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, or just, or even just look around at the the news, you know, and see what's going on. Like mm-hmm. this, what's ahead of you is, you know, being being ridiculed, being attacked, even being, you know, all of that is lies ahead of you and your kids, and and yeah, it would it would have been super interesting to hear someone explicitly talk about it. Can I can I just say um, I love how much you two both mention Black Panther in this podcast. I I, I think we can never stop mentioning <laughs> how it is, um, both cultural reasons, but what is what it's done, the way you know it's incredible. But the reason why I mentioned that, besides the point that I just love the fact that you guys are talking about Wakanda all the time. <laughs> just um, but the reason why I mentioned that is because. Because, you know, one thing about that movie as well, I'm talking about Black Panther now, is that I feel like every single speech in Black Panther um, is, oh, this is going to sound wrong, but I know what I mean. Every single speech feels progressive Mm. in a sense. That sounds good. There's no, like, like, speech where it's like, listen, dude, you can't can't, uh, use this vibranium because I've used it before and it's never going to work. And, you know, this, you know, where, which, which is conversations are true. Like, I mean, I've had that kind of conversation with my dad where he's been, he said something to me in, in true and deep love, but it's it inevitably is, uh, it's transgressive. You're mm-hmm. not helping me to try and bring something forward. So now taking it back to guess who's coming to dinner. Um, he, 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 he was, he, that I, I agree with you. Um, you know, because I, I think that he he was trying. He, the dad's vibe was 
transgressive. Like it, it felt to me anyway. Mm-hmm. But I, I love I love that you're trying to justify it and trying to make him say that what he's trying to say, <laughs> if he had a speech, is is <laughs> if he had one. <laughs> If, you had one, if Stanley Kramer would have just written that speech. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I feel like, I feel like also that the, you know, like I said, this film was released in the sixties. Again, I, I feel like it was just so ahead of its time because even the argument, even the topic is like, whoa, you know what I mean? Like, you know, pick your moments kind of, kind of vibe because, it's, it's such a large topic that we're still talking about today, mm. unfortunately, um, that I, I, I feel like they couldn't tackle all of the whole pie in one, <laughs> in one, in one uh, you know what I mean, in one sitting. So that's why, um, I, I guess what I'm saying is that's why I'm, I'm like, no, the dad for me, I'm like, no, he's exactly where he was meant to be. The <laughs> mom came in and she was exactly where she was meant to be. And, and, and actually, I think my cherry on the top is... Um, is the uh, the maid's character who actually comes with that like no nah, I'm not okay with this like I, I disagree which I, I'm just like that is a big thing which she it, it would it would have been so much easier for her to be like oh no I, I'm just I'm just worried for you two yeah. you know I'm just worried right. you, do you know what I mean right. it would have been so yeah. much easier and especially in the sixties I'm like no nah, do you know what you guys did your bit I'm I'm really really pleased you're right. <laughs> it's not a perfect movie and and you're absolutely right Spencer Spencer Tracy has way more screen time but nonetheless I'm like um it, it inspires someone like me who's um trying to have a career in this as well so I'm like okay cool maybe if I yeah and the last thing I'd say is you know shout out to those studio execs as well who made that happen again how much easier would it have been just to go listen Spencer why don't you just write uh just write a film. Maybe we can touch on it a little bit, but just write a film mostly that involves Catherine. And you know yeah, what I mean? True, it would have been so much true. Just, oh, she's a star. You know what I mean? It would have been so much easier. So I'm like, uh, you know, we need more studio execs like that now, you know, trying to, um, trying to tackle things that are slightly difficult, trying to, trying to push things forward. Um, yeah. I mean, we need more, I mean, even on that part, we need more studio films that are smaller <laughs> in scale. You know what I mean? Like, again, we've talked about Black Panther. I love it. But that's yeah. such a big event movie where this movie was a studio yeah. movie, not an indie. It was a studio mm. picture that got released. And it was just, I used to call them adult movies when I was a kid. because My mom used to watch all these Denzel and stuff. And I'm like, that's not for me. That's an adult movie. You know what I mean? But I think there is something to that and getting it out to the masses. Like one of the big things I took away from this movie is, um, I guess what my low key fear is, is that, you know, Sidney Poitier is this very accomplished black man. You know what I mean? But yeah, he's still has that fear that still that uneasiness because he is a black dude and who he loves could be a problem. You know what I'm saying? Or is a problem at that time. And what is scary now is that, uh, no matter how successful, you know, we get, it's like, unless you are, unless your face is known, you still are a black dude. I remember hearing Bellagio talk in New York about, you know, his son, like people don't know, but the mayor, you know, his wife is black. So his son is mixed. But his son looks black. You know what I mean? His son isn't, his son looks like a black kid. And he's like, yo, this is after Eric Gardner. And he's like, you know, if something happens to my son, no one knows this is the mayor's son. Like this is, this is now a black child. And there's a certain way that these black children get treated. And thinking about Sydney in this whole movie and just how he's trying to move, how like he's polished, his, he switches suits. And I'm like, it feels like, 
it, it makes me sad because I don't think this is necessarily always true, but it feels like we have to always be on the up and up, as my grandmother would say. It's like, whereas like, you know, when you're a kid, I feel like if it's a white kid, oh, they're just roughhousing, they're just playing. Whereas like if you're a black kid and you're running down the street, it's like, what are these hooligans doing? Like there have been times when I was in New York City and I've seen it and I've done it and I felt so bad. I've seen like a bunch of white kids running down the street and I've never thought twice that like they could be doing something nefarious. But I see a bunch of like black and brown kids. And I'm like, where are these niggas going? It is a thing that my mind, <laughs> my mind instantly does it. And I'm like, shit, like I do it too. And it's like just seeing him is just, it, it just, it just makes me sad because I am of the age of, of having kids now. And I'm like, damn, if I bring a black kid into this world, how do I address the world in his blackness? Because I don't want to, because you know yeah. the thing is, I don't want to take away his innocence, but also he needs to know the world or she, you know, it, so that and I'll, and I'll and I'll say this briefly too, and then we can move on. But Kat and I were just talking about this. My my wife Kat and I were just talking about this last night, and and we were talking about like when do we introduce race to to our kid when we when we have a kid. We were kept talking about as as soon as possible, and then we started talking about our own experiences and what that and what that was like, and she. Um, was othered earlier on than I was like mm. uh, with her with her with her uh, classmates because yeah, I grew up in a predominantly black era, area and and she grew up in, in Maryland and she's half Chinese and they kept asking her like what how why are you different anyway we kept talking about ourselves as we kept using the word different and then I was like oh right how do we how do we <laughs> make sure that our kids don't have a relationship to race that means they are they are different <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than other people you know like like how do we even break cuz because it's instilled in us like we like even though you know now as an adult i'm like i know that it's not that i am different my my relationship to it is still of different like i'm i'm different and white is normal <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. um and like and and granted kids now live in a different it's a different world and the way that we talk about race is different than than we did when we were just just uh you know 30 years ago but um you know hopefully also the world will the the landscape of the world as the as kids are coming up will be a little bit different too so no it's great i mean i feel you listen share kids um but you know, I want to just shout out Hollywood because, David, I think you're right. I am very happy that DJX made this movie. I do think it was such a risk at that time, especially, I don't know if you guys had a chance to check out um, When They See Us on Netflix and they talk about, um, is any point? Um, they talk about uh, early Hollywood and how it was not allowed to have a black and white woman, a black man and a white woman, like, date or be married or do anything on screen like it was like they 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 talk about the era of that um and so like i am super thankful for people like sydney poirier who were able to break down barriers and just like show black men as like suave and smart and 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 is as handsome as he thinks he is <laughs> you know what i mean so so and, and it's one of those things where like i i i do hope that when it comes to hollywood we do get to see more um, interracial marriage and stuff like that because um, I do think it helps humanize and not make it as um, taboo or as risque as people still honestly believe. It's like, nah, man, like it, this is not, 
an issue. It's like, you know, love who you want to love. Like, it's not that bad. And I think, you know, the more we see things, and again, not just black and white, but just interracial marriage and dates happen with all the races. So I think like the more and more we see that on film, that'd be great. So that's, that's my piece on that. Um, James, you yeah. got anything? And I, you know, no, I don't have anything cause I don't do bits anymore. David, you don't know this, but I use, I normally end the podcast. I used to end the podcast with a bit. You know, I would do some kind of a bit right this now. This feels like that a bit. Be, I think know, he even silly. understands you're doing it. It would be like a silly bit, you know, that I would do right now. But I don't do those bits okay, anymore. Okay, so you're done. So. so you're done. Yeah, I'm just making it clear that I, I don't do bits anymore. We're going to move on to the next right. part because I don't do okay. bits. It's okay. We can, can it move on? No bits from me. Yeah, we're cool. Let's move on. I, I don't want to start saying the, the no end bits. of the No <laughs> No. All right. I'm gonna... No bits. <laughs> How we do this is like we like to review these movies, not based on whether we like or hate them or not, but whether they help the cause, which is helping leading Black actors get more work in Hollywood. So if you believe this film helps the cause, you give it a Black fist. If you think it's so-so, you give it a white palm. If you think it doesn't help, you give it nothing. I'm going to count to three. I think I'm going to go three, two, one, because I like to count down. It makes it feel official. I'm going to go three, two, one. And then we're going to, we actually hold up the rating, David, just so, you know, if it's a fist, you do, or... Okay. <laughs> as, as we see hands on your shirt, I just realized as your hands yeah. are up on the shirt. Um, all right. And then three, two, one. Three black fists. Three black. Yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, honestly, if one of us didn't right. give it a black fist, that would have been bad for the culture. Can, you, been, imagine? Been, Can you imagine if I was just like, nah, <laughs> white palm, baby. Sydney, Sydney and the dad didn't get that speech. White palm. Uh, 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 Dave, why'd you give it a black fist? I gave it a black fist because, you know, I do. I think I think um, the fact that I can watch the film like that when, you know, growing up, again, I just, I'm thankful to my dad for showing me films like this because not only was it inspiring at the time for me, but it's something that I've always held on to. And, and, and listen, Sidney Bossier, um, this film, um, are definite reasons, you know, things go in and out of trend, but films like this for me stick and the definite reasons why I think you know um I can do you know what I mean or like mm -hmm. I'm able to go onto a set and go okay you know I'm meant to be here as opposed to um you know like shy away from it or go like you know thank you for for, for uh you know for letting me in it's uh, I'm like no 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 look at look at these films that were made in the 60s that had leading leading black men and people talking their mind and saying what they actually meant as opposed to what you wanted them to say so that's why I give it a black fist, man. And also, I mean, Sidney Poitier can wear a suit and make it look like... Man! Bounce, you know what I mean? So come on, man. I'm, I, I got to see. I got to give it a fist. James, what about yeah, you, Pim? Absolutely, absolutely. Black fists all around. This movie is really great. The the uh, approach to race in the movie is 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 uh, next level. Um, it's it's just it's it's clearly even though I had only just now seen it, you know, it's been a part of my life my whole life, you know, like every time anyone talks about any great art, they talk mm -hmm. about, you know, they talk about guests who's coming to dinner. Um and, you know, I I just think that without a movie like this, so many other things don't happen. So many other films aren't made. Um it needs a fist because it definitely it definitely helps the cost. Yeah, I gave it the same what both of you guys said. Honestly, I'm happy we watched it because I rarely watch older movies and I think I want to start doing more of that. Again, it did feel like a play, uh, which was honestly great at times. But other times I was like, man, goddamn, this is big. Again, my favorite line of this movie, get off my back. 
Like I, <laughs> like I, I think that line is so good, and I think in in lesser hands, it would not have came off that well when it came off as powerful. My again, my man, when you watch it, Sydney says that, grabs the air, turns his back, walks away from his dad, pauses, does the black man hand on the chin? Like we don't see it, but we see his hand go up to his chin, turns back, and finishes his discussion with his dad, <laughs> and then he's super happy and loving to his dad because he's like, I get it. And that's the thing is like, we don't see black fathers and sons like interact in like a way. And I, I know, I feel like James and I talk about this for different reasons, but it's like, it is, it is so important to see that dynamic. I think. Sydney has that gr- another great line where they zoom into him and he goes, she's up there packing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. When she's just yes. packing. Yes. It's this deep moment of like, of him understanding everything that's happening. And it's yes. such a small line, but it was so powerful. Yes. And then another thing I read, I read on Wikipedia that Sydney was so starstruck by Catherine and Spencer that there's a scene that he had between the two of them that like literally he they had to send them home. <laughs> he was like send them home and he acted with uh the acting coach and they and they and they and they went in on an extreme close up with him because they cuz he was so um nervous just really? so yeah yeah apparently there was like tension uh, early on uh, between them and him as well of like, who is this young guy, you know, coming in and possibly race stuff as well, obviously. Um, but, uh, but then, but then after that, they, it got, it got better, but, I, but I can't, but it's so crazy to think that like he, you know, someone, Sidney Poitier was like, Oof, I can't do this I mean, scene. I feel like that if you ever seen with Denzel of Viola, I'm like, all right, just yeah. Can take you just a breath. Send, send Denzel and Viola home, please? I need to do the same. <laughs> it's like, first off, could you imagine realizing, oh, they're gonna like they're so authentic, like they're not gonna just walk away and have a stand in be like your reaction. That we're like, no, no, we got you. We gonna be here. And I'm like, oh, oh shit. Uh, you start saying their real names. Uh, Miss Davis. Wow. Ah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David, thank you for being with us, man. Yeah, thank thanks for you. hanging out. This is the portion where you get to plug whatever you want, um, where people should follow you on, you know, social, any things you got coming up, want people to look at, just let them know. Oh man, listen, first and foremost, I'm plugging you guys, man. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a full on pleasure and you guys are doing more than I think you, you know. Uh, so thank you. And um, thank you for having uh, a, a boy like me come on and talk to you guys. I'm, I'm grateful. I mean, listen, there's nothing to plug um, apart from the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm, um, in, I'm in industry, which is out now. And um, I've got, I got a few a few things that I'm not allowed to say just yet. Okay. But no, man, I'm, yeah, you can I'm tell trying. us off mic. Though, right? <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. We root for Gus. We root for Gus, man. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. So, um, yeah, thank you guys. Honestly, thank you for having me. Thanks, Dave. All right, you can follow us at Black Man Podcast. Um, John isn't here, but you can follow him at Jonathan Braylock on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, you can follow me at James Third Comedy, jamesthirdcomedy.com. Third is 3RD. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter as well, at Jerron Milligan. Um, I don't post that much, but you know, I be replying to stuff all the time. So I'm trying to get James to get a McRib with me. So... <laughs> Y'all can follow those chronicles on. Once he does it, I'm we gonna put can't. that all over my story. I no, I can't believe you're trying 
to up until the McRib coming back, you would clown me for going to McDonald's. <laughs> and the, now you're trying to get me to go eat this terrible sandwich. <laughs> because because the world is shut down and I just watched Harold and Kumar and they spent a whole movie trying to get a burger. So I feel like we can go get a McRib. Uh, if you rate and review us on iTunes, we will read your review on the air. This one is from uh, Chill Breed. Uh, it's called, Why Are You Guys So Great at the... And then I don't know what he says. But The Last Dragon was the first time I was exposed to the drug, which is your show. The Black Perspective and the chemistry you guys share is amazing. I try to put people on whenever I can. Not gonna lie, I've been really cheap, but I'm now gonna make the commitment for the extra content. I just watched Is Usher the Greatest Usher of All Time? <laughs> And I have to ask, does everyone else think John looks like Blackberry Allen from The Flash? <laughs> what? Yes. Who, who is that? Who would no, Black... from The Flash. From um, uh, Kid Flash. Kid uh, Flash. Kenyon Lionsdale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why do you call him Blackberry Allen? Okay. No shade. Love to him. Keep up the grind and looking for my next fix. All right. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, thank um, you. yeah, we'll be back next week. I think I can actually say this. Uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom should be coming out. Yes, so we're doing we, that. We should be doing that. That is that is Viola Davis and uh, the late, great uh, Chadwick Boseman. Man, that's going to be a tough one. It even, is. Like, even, even if his part isn't tough. Like right now, I bought this book. Um. Uh, about Chadwick and it's just about his life and then it it just actually talks about honestly his age and when he made it quote unquote made it and when like 24 actually came out I mean sorry 42 actually came out I was like yo sometimes black folk if you like unless you go to one of these Ivy Leagues or British or something you be popping late like yeah. it, not like quote unquote late like you know what I mean yeah anyway yeah. We'll I mean even Denzel we was what 27 when, Dude, his Sam first, Jackson. when his first movie came out so Sam Jackson um Sterling K like it mm-hmm. is I, I just found out um um forgive me for messing up his name but I know you know uh James um uh, but Cheedy Cheedy's like 40, 41, which means he got good William plays. Jackson like, Harper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, man, I've been seeing, I saw him in plays like 10 years ago. <laughs> like, he was like <laughs> It's crazy. But anyway, we'll talk about that. So again, please watch Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. It is a fantastic movie. And we'll see y'all next week. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Produced by Melissa D. Montz. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Ew!